Welcome to Mom to Mom Radio Show, your time of encouragement, Mom to Mom. Mom to Mom Radio Show is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I am Cindy Rushton, your show host, and I am so glad that you're joining us today. I have an awesome show planned for you today. Don't forget to check out our website. You can find us online at momtomomradioshow.com. There, you will find our archives from our past shows covering all things godly womanhood. While you are there, check out our archives of our past shows. Find our articles and tips, see our show notes, and of course, get connected to us through social media and of course, our mailing list. Check us out today. You won't want to miss even one show. Well, are you ready for our new show? Just grab a big cup of tea, settle in for a bit. We have a great show lined up for you. Ready? Well, let's dig in. Good evening, sweet friends. I am so excited that you're joining me today for Mom to Mom Radio Show. You guys, this is such an exciting time because we are back. We're back after many, many years of kind of a little sabbatical, um, and you guys, I just feel like that this is such a beautiful time to be coming back. I am celebrating my 50th birthday. Do you hear all the, I, I wish I had some kind of horns or something to be um, blowing and celebrating, but you know what? This is like a whole year of celebration. So, uh, you guys, we just celebrate together. And today, I, I think today's topic is just kind of timely for everybody because I don't know where you are, what you are experiencing in your life, but I just think this is kind of a now word. And this is just a mid-you type moment um, where I just got a few thoughts I just want to share and I think that there'll be a little bit of an encouragement for you. But I want to ask you one big question today. I want to ask you, what are you seeing now? Okay, you heard me right, didn't you? What are you seeing now? Like, what is your vision? Do you know where you're going? Do you know what's ahead? Can you see it? Can you see it clearly? Do you know what you are going to even be all about? If you were like me and you were restarting a few things, such as this right here is my radio show rebooting, or radio shows, uh, rebooting. Um, this is also, as uh, my website has just been relaunched. All of our online ministries are all now back in motion. And I'm, I'm literally getting started again, anew. How about you? Is there something that God's calling you to start? Or are you starting again? Or have you just started again? Can I ask you, what do you see? Because this is going to totally influence exactly where you're going and how you're going to get there. And it's going to affect everything about it. I mean, for example, I mean, think about this. If you were going on a road trip and you had no clue uh where you were going, you couldn't see the GPS or you couldn't see the roadmap, then how would you know where you're going, which turn to take, which direction to go towards? How would you know when you even got there? Well, here we go. 
If you are ready to get started again, here are some things that will help you to get your vision and to be able to see where you are going. Are you ready? Hold on tight. Number one is just stop and be still. Yep. I'm talking about stop. Pull aside for a moment and just really just be still and press into the presence of the Lord. You know, I know that we all know this, but I'm talking about stopping everything and just sitting in his presence, hearing him, listening to that little small voice that will tell you exactly which way to go. And I'm talking about a still small voice because all those loud voices that clamor and that push and that pull upon you, that stress and that, that try to crowd out that, that still small voice, those are usually not going to be your direction you need to take. However, what happens? We, we decide we're going to go and we're um, forward. We're going to step out. We're going to move into the thing that God has called us to do. And what happens? All of a sudden, there's this crisis happens. This person needs something. That starts going on. This catastrophe happens. This distraction happens. This problem comes up. This sickness hits. Well, hello. You know what? That's especially the moment. We need to stop. We need to be still. And we need to know that God is God and that He is he's there. He's there to speak to us. He's there to give us his vision. He is there to affirm the direction that is the right direction to go. He is that calm in the middle of all the storm. He's that place that we can run to, that shelter. In fact, his name El Shaddai means breasted one. It's that 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 part that um, that name of God that teaches us about Him and how that we can just go and press into Him and, and he, will, he will protect us. He will guide us. He will nurture us. He will take care of us. He, he will calm the fears inside of us and He will show us which way we're to go. So be still. Stop and be still. Then second, look at what you have and where you actually are. Okay. You know, just just think about today what you actually have. What is it that you do have? You know, maybe maybe God is calling you into ministry or maybe God is um calling you to homeschool. Maybe God is um is, is leading you in a relationship or maybe God is trying to do something really different with your finances or even set you free in your finances. I don't know what your thing is, but can I just ask you to look at what you have and where you are? Because this, this is no accident. For one thing, sometimes we are in places because it's our own choosing, and we need to really get a hold of what took us there and why we're there. I mean, sometimes it's called, I, I think um, I think of it whenever I think about my job, and I think about people having to come in, step on the scale, and I'm talking about that sting of when the weight is not exactly where you want for it to be. But also, maybe there's that sting of, ooh, this is where I am, but really looking at it, and saying, okay, this is where I'm at. And feeling it, 
And then making that resolve that you won't be here again. That you're going to do whatever God has led you to do. You're going to take the actions that are necessary to move forward. You're going to make the commitments. You're going to surrender in some er some of those areas that maybe you've been a little too afraid and you haven't trusted Him, but you're going to surrender. Or maybe, maybe you're in a great place. Maybe you it's time to sit back and take a look and see where you are and really looking at everything that you've got so that you can see and take inventory of everything that is yours as you move into this next season. Maybe you, um, maybe it's the resources you have. Maybe it is the skills that you have. Maybe it's the experiences and the message that you have. Whatever it is, take a look at what you have and where you are. Because this is essential for getting ready to step out and to get started again. The next thing is, this is going to sound funny for some of you, but this is essential. And it is to embrace the chaos, the brokenness, the mess. You know, it is here where you are rooted and you're grounded and you develop you. You develop your message. This is that space. And truly, I think that so many times we think that we've got to be all together. We've got to have everything perfect. How many of y'all have ever tried to do that? How many of you are waiting right now for everything to be perfect? Before you step out in whatever area it is, let me just tell you something. You better step on out. If you'll look at scripture, one of the things that kind of, it reminds me, and I think I've just seen this personally myself, um, kind of as a vision even, um, of, of remembering the Israelites when they were leaving Egypt and they literally came right there. And, and on the backside, when they looked towards their back, Pharaoh and his army I mean, they were the one world government. They were the world rulers. Let's just really soak that in for a minute. They were hot on their tail. But then right ahead of them was this obstacle that they didn't see any way they could get across. I see. Uh, you know what I'm saying here? Okay, Pharaoh, the head of the one world government behind them, and a sea that they had to get across. And what is to me very interesting was that they had to step in and as they stepped into that water, what happened? It parted and all of them, what was that, more than a million? Uh, all of them crossed over on dry ground. I don't know what your obstacles are. I don't know what's hot on your tail today. Maybe it's your past. Maybe it's um, a situation that you aren't very pleased with. Maybe it's failure. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's struggle. Maybe it's life. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's what? Come on, fill it in for me. But today I challenge you to embrace the chaos. Embrace the brokenness. Embrace the mess. This is that spot that God develops you, that He uses you, this is more than likely your space, your ministry, your, your, your sweet spot that God is going to use to be able to help other people. This is that place where you are rooted, you're grounded, you're developed, and you are prepared for your greatest work. So embrace the chaos, the brokenness, and the mess. Next is, <clears throat> get this, clean it up, 
Restore it. Don't quit. You know, I, I kind of get tickled because a while back, I had a year of just crazy things happening to me. Um, and let me just... Let me just back up because I just want to give myself credit before I tell you what I'm about to tell you. Because I had probably over 30 years of driving and never, ever, ever had wrecks, didn't have tickets, didn't have anything going on, any incidents or anything. Then all of a sudden, one night, I was heading home from work. It was pitch black. I had my top back on my Mini Cooper. Um, and then all of a sudden, I, it was like I hit a brick wall. Well, something like that. It was actually a big black cow that I didn't see. He was That cow was one of three in the middle of the road, and it totaled out my little Mini Cooper. You guys, I don't know about you, but I was, I, with that situation, that really got to me. Because, first of all, it's a miracle that I even survived that particular wreck. Because on both sides of that road were deep, deep, deep ravines. And it could have took, it, first of all, could have taken my life. And then there was the fact that there was this big cow flying over my head, and I and the top was back. So it was an, again another miracle that um, I survived that accident. But you know what was interesting to me? Um, it, it 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 was even more so. It was I think it just hurt my feelings because it totally messed up this car that I so loved, and I'm talking about it messed it up. It messed up my transmission and everything. So in the meanwhile, I had to get another car. Well, I got this little um, car. I'm I'm really committed to paying cash for my vehicles, and so um, anyway, I I bought what I could afford, and it was a little grand dam. And the one thing that drove me crazy is the thing just, it, it, there were just little things that kept messing up. And being single and not knowing how to fix anything, it really started pushing me to my limits. But anyway, um, it ends up, I mean, not even a year later, I was rear-ended in rush hour traffic. We, I was at a red light, and there was a cop that had had somebody pulled over to the side. Well, the guy behind me was looking at the cop, giving the other person a ticket, and, I mean, plowed into me. It literally, I'm talking about, that car was like a tank, and it just crumbled in that accident. And so, in turn, I got my little um, Miata, and that was such a gift from God. I, I, as a matter of fact, I, I love the story of what happened to it, because I believe it became a God story. In fact, I was telling somebody just today about it, and um, it was really interesting that that this is this is the story of this particular vehicle. Um, but anyway, I was coming the day I got my vehicle. I was heading out. I just barely. I just talked to my insurance girl. She said everything was good. Um, and let me just back up. She knew the situation with the cow thing, and she knew the situation with being rear-ended, and she didn't say a thing about my coverage and things that I needed, and so just let's put that as a background, and so anyway, I was coming out the same highway where I had hit the cow just a year before, and it hit me what God had done in my life, not just with the vehicles, but also with life. In the course of a year, I just felt like He was restoring me, and that the whole word for that year, spiritually, was restoration. So, I was praising Him, and I was just pray, just crying out, 
of how delighted I was that he was the God of restoration, meaning that he didn't just sit us back where we were whenever bad things happened, but he literally, he takes us above and beyond that. And he doesn't just restore back to the way things were, he restores to the way things should have been. And so anyway, I was just praising him, and then all of a sudden I saw this deer. Are you knowing the end of this story? Oh, yeah. That deer ran into my car. I'm not talking about me running into the car. The deer. I literally looked at it. It looked at me. And it ran toward my car. It did not have a good day. I'm just telling you. It crumbled up my little car. And again, did I mention I had not even had it 24 hours? Crumbled the car. And it ends up my insurance did not cover that. So it wasn't like I could just get the car fixed that day. It ended up being a whole year of me saving and putting my money aside to be able to take care of the restoration project on the car. Well, fast forward. I got the money. I saved up and, and had the money for the restoration. And in the meanwhile, Here's what was going on. I was thinking, should I even put this money into this car? Is it worth restoration? What if I restore it and something bad happens to it? Or maybe the engine doesn't work. Or I mean, seriously, all these little thoughts were going through my mind. Is anybody comforted? There's some of you that are probably going, oh my goodness, this girl has no faith. But hey, don't judge me. I had just gone through three cars in a year. <laughs> and again... I had gone 30 years with never having any problem. Well, here's the funny thing that happened. That car, as it got, um, as I started to do the restoration on it, I found a guy who is absolutely awesome. As a matter of fact, shout out to Terry Quinn. If you are in Nashville area and you need any work done on your vehicles, he is amazing. And he did not ask me to shout out to him. He just did an amazing job with my vehicle. But he was the one person that honored my my concerns about my finances and supported me in me looking for the best prices on the parts. And that's where this story took a little turn, you guys. It ends up, I found like the hood and some hinges and a headlight and um, a fender, um, I mean, I'm sorry, the bumper at... Um, at, a, at this guy um, on Craigslist that was in Clarksville. So here I go with the Explorer, and you guys have to, let me back up. I remember being at a place where I thought that I could never make it without my husband and thinking that I was not worth living, that I had no hope, that I had no way that I could be able to make it on my own. So maybe that is another little background to all those little incidences with the cars. But then just imagine, fast forward this time later, I'm in Clarksville and I get the hood, I get the light, I get this um, fender, I get these hinges, and I put them all in my back seat of my car, and on top of the um, on top of the roof, we strap them on, and I take that with me. You guys, I have no words to express how proud I was. But here's the funny part: 
I had to wait on the guy I was getting the parts from. And this is, bef you know, I was proud enough just being able to do something like that and being a very girly girl and, and getting actually the right parts. Is that, <laughs> that's another big thing to remember. But here's the amazing thing. As I was waiting for the guy to come home so I could get the parts, I stopped by, and by the way, I just got off from my job at a weight loss clinic, and I was, I was, the only place to stop was at a Kentucky Fried Chicken, so I stopped, and I got me a drink, and I sat down to just read and do some homework while I was waiting for the guy to call me. Well, a guy comes up to me, and he says, and this, let me tell you, I did not have out my Bibles, I didn't have out my um, commentaries, I just had out some books, and this guy comes up, and he says, are you a pastor? And I looked, and I was kind of shocked that he asked me that, because I am such a girl. And in our culture today, sometimes people don't get that women can be pastoral, and that women can um, can nurture the body of Christ. And so, anyway, but he said that, and I looked, and I said, well, as a matter of fact, yes. And he said, I am so needing prayer today. I said, well, I can help you with that. And so, we had prayer. The funny thing is, I went on to get the parts and got those parts. I was so proud of myself that I was able to do, do this thing that just a few years ago, I was in despair thinking I couldn't make it on my own. And here I was being able to get parts for the car and, um, and literally manage this restoration. Is that just amazing? You want to talk about being empowered. I was empowered, and I'm so thankful looking back at that. But then here's the other thing. I went one night because I needed a frame for the car, too. And I found it all the way. It was right at between Knoxville and Asheville. I went that went over there, put the frame in my back seat of the vehicle. Is that crazy funny or what? To me, it's crazy funny. And um, got some other little parts from this guy, too. And, and he asked for prayer. And the funny thing is, all the way there, all the way back, every time I stopped, God had someone that just out of nowhere, there was one person come up at one gas station. I just stopped to get gas, and then I was going in the building, and this guy asked me to pray for him. You know what was interesting to me is I sat back and I thought, you know what, I don't know where I would have been had that deer not uh, committed suicide. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if that deer had not just ran into my car and that car had not become literally a testimony of restoration, I don't know where I would have been and what, what I would have been doing. But I know I probably wouldn't have been in the places that I was. And and I just want you to know that, you know what, maybe you have a big mess and you don't see if it's worth fixing. You don't know if, if your investment of your time, your energy, your resources, your finances is worth investing in that mess. But today, I just challenge you to clean it up, to restore, don't quit. Because you don't know what the story is going to end up being. I do guarantee that if you've got a mess, you've got something that needs restoring. You've got something that especially you feel like quitting. I, I really do believe that that is something that we have to just stop. We have to say, what are we seeing? 
here? Are we seeing what God really wants to do here? Are we surrendered to making that a, a thing where we are willing to get our hands dirty and clean it up or, or where we're willing to invest and, and get out there and try to bring restoration or where we're going to stick it, stick with it until the very end. Can I tell you that today coming home, I enjoyed that little baby car. I popped the little top back, and it was totally awesome temperature outside, and it was just, just an amazing ride home. And every time I'm in that car, I can't help but to just praise and adore my Heavenly Father, because I know that that car, every time I crank it up, I, I think of restoration. Whatever today is a big mess, can I tell you, God is a God of restoration, and you've got to see that the messiest messes are probably going to be the greatest messages. The biggest trials and tribulations are going to be the very, those very ministries that you are going to take out there. And you're going to have an authority and an equipping and an empowerment to be able to do what God has called you to do in those areas. The areas that literally push you to your end are going to be those areas that that you are going to have something to give to everyone else you come in contact with. So, clean it up, restore it, don't quit. Next thing, I want to challenge you to let others in. You know, you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses with exactly what you need. You have community. All of us do. It's a matter of whether we let them in and whether we let them know what's going on with us. You know, I right now have got a team of dear, dear friends, dear, dear friends, three of my very, very best friends, and my son and my daughter-in-love are all on my little team, and they are right now encouraging, and it's, it's almost like they are like they are there with me as my team helping me birth my dreams, birth my destiny to transition and 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 get onto the birthing. And I'll tell you what, we all have community. It's a matter of if we let them in or not. And you know what? If you may say, but Cindy, you don't understand. I don't. Well, I want to ask you why not? Why not? Are you letting people in? Are you, are you getting into the lives of other people? Or are you isolating? You know, a while back, I did a little study. Well, it's been a way while back. I did a study with my kids. And we were studying lions. And it's very interesting what, what I learned about lions. But I do want to tell you that I just want to fast forward to 1 Peter 5, 8. And tell you that the Bible says that the devil... He is seeking. He is on the prowl like a lion, seeking whom he can devour. Okay? So you got to be sober. You got to be vigilant. You got to be diligent. That's what that passage says. Why? Because he's seeking to devour you. And let me tell you how this, that how this happens. It doesn't say he is a lion, because you actually can be in relationship with the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus Christ is that. He's all that. And he will protect you. He will provide for you. He will, he will be in tribe with you. But here's the deal. The enemy, he is like a lion. And what that means, let me just tell you what that means. Lions, 
the, the way that they are made, the way they're created to see, they don't see the way you and I see. What they see, whenever they see like a big field full of gazelles, they look at that as one big object. They don't see it as individuals. They see it as like this one big object. But then, do you notice how lions behave to where they actually get their, pri they pr their prey? They will pounce, they will roar, they will, they, they will charge at the gazelles. And here's the deal. If there's one gazelle that runs, or one animal that runs the other way away from the tribe, that's the one they go for. That's the one they go after. And so, let me just ask you, and, and let me just go back and mention, they don't go after the whole bunch. Not because they can't get a hold of the whole bunch, it's the way they see it. And let me just mention this to you. When the devil sees you in community, he doesn't go after the community. He goes after the individuals. He'll pounce. He'll roar. He'll accuse. He will tempt. He will uh, try. He will push. He'll poke. He he will stress. He will distress. He will he will attack and pounce around like a lion until he gets one of you isolated or one of us isolated. And then what does he do? He devours. That's what he wants. He wants that person that is isolating and going off and, 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 and falling into temptation with pornography on their computer. He wants that person who is isolating and feeling like that they don't have anything in common with all these other women at the church. And not in, they're not in community. He is wanting the, 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 the mom who is not connecting with other moms. He's wanting the pastor who is who is so focused on his job and or her job and and they're not connecting with others that are like-minded and not in community. He wants them. And and so today I just challenge you to let others in. You're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You have community. Let others in where they, they can help you, where you can help them. Use your gifts and your talents and your um, your abilities for them. But then also, you're not a lone ranger. Let them use their gifts, talents, and, and encouragement and, and their spiritual gifts, everything in your life as well. Let other people in. And then, slow down and enjoy the journey. The process. You know what? It, this is a process thing. Everything's a process. Everything. You want to be in ministry? There's a process. Oh, yeah. Just think about Joseph. <laughs> he went from the pit to the palace. Oh, man, it was, uh, it was a process. And it didn't just go from the pit to the palace. He went from the pit to the prison to the palace. Hello? Oh, goodness. Embrace the process. Le learn it. In live it. It's, it's essential. Especially, you want a ministry? What ministry is worth anything without process? You know, I was studying tonight just in my school um, lessons, and we were talking about preaching. And we're talking about, in there, I'm actually writing a paper tonight um, when I get off here. <laughs> I'm writing a paper on 
um, the essentials for expository preaching. And one of the essentials, one of the reasons that expository preaching is so important is, is simply because of getting the, the preacher to be preached to. The Word has a power to do that. And you know, we say in school all the time that we need to be having it personal before it's public. We need to have it in private before it's in a pulpit. And and you guys, we've got to make sure we slow down and enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, really soak up everything that is supposed to be taught to us in the process. You guys, the last three years I've been on sabbatical letting God process me. I, I, I have to be honest, you're going to have a, 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 a show coming up that's going to be about the crock pot. Man, I've been feeling like I've been on slow cooker mode. And it's been hot. It's been slow. It has not been the microwave. It has not been instant potatoes here. But you know what? That's where we get the best. This is where we get the best taste. This is where we get the, the most savory. This is where I'm talking about it. The aroma is so amazing, isn't it? So slow down and enjoy the journey. And next, don't discredit or despise the days of the little things, the simple things. You know what? I've, I've been in this place several times in my, my ministry where God was about to birth some things and he literally pulled things back, got things simple before they went big again. And you guys, that's how he does things. Partly, I believe, it's because there has to be a pruning before we're really prepared to be able to be used by him. Because the fruit, the fruit is so important. If, if we are not pruned back and we've got a lot going in a lot of directions, and I'm, I am infamous for going in a million directions, people that know me are like, whoa, I cannot believe all the things you do. Everything is with purpose and everything is very much tried out. I can assure you that God has pruned so many things out of my life. He doesn't let me do everything that I could do. Even with energy, I could do probably 50 other things a week than what I'm doing right now. But what I see is He wants for my energy to go into a few things and to go into those few things very well. Pouring, I'm talking about on overflow into those things. So don't despise the days of the little things. Maybe it's a little ministry, but that little ministry is going to teach you lessons that you can't get in school. Maybe it's little fruit, little impact, so you think. You know, I'm ever amazed that probably my greatest ministries have been the quietest ministries. The, 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 the things that I've done that have had the most impact are the little things. Those are my favorite treasures. And you know what? That's exactly how God sees it. So don't despise the days of the little things or the, the, um, those, those years of the little things because I know that, that that happens. Don't despise it. Don't discredit it. Those little things, those simple things are the things. And many of those are the big things. The big things. You know, we see Jesus feeding the multitudes. But we also see that it's very much recorded when he went and had just dinner with a tax collector. Or when he had a conversation by the well with the woman at the well. He changed lives that impacted many other lives. Don't discredit those little things. 
And then finally, let God loose to be God for you. He is the great I am. He wants to be and become everything you need. All you need. That's what that name means. I am means the God who will be or become anything and everything you need. So today, if you're needing loving kindness, he's all that. If you're needing provision, he is all that. He's Jehovah Jireh. If you're needing righteousness, maybe you're feeling unworthy. Hey, hey, he's, he is Jehovah sick in you, meaning that he is your righteousness. Yes, he is. If you're needing um, protection in, in the midst of a battle, oh, he's Jehovah Nisi. He sets a banner over you. You are his. He will fight for you. On and on. He is everything you need. Let him loose to be God for you. Well, you guys, I thank you so much for joining me today for today's program. And let me just end in prayer, and um, then we will conclude today's program. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today, and I thank you for this moment. I thank you for each and every one of my friends, and I pray, Lord, that you will just be with them, that you will give them your vision, Lord, that they will be able to see things from your perspective. And God, I just ask you to just be with us and be our teacher, Lord. Lord, teach us these things. Just put them into us to where they affect change, to where they transform us, and to where we can be used greatly by you. Lord, I thank you so much for the privilege of having Mom to Mom Radio Show. And I pray today that you are glorified, you're honored, you are magnified, and Lord, that we just know you in a greater way today. I pray your blessings upon each and every home represented here, each and every heart represented here. For it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today for Mom to Mom Radio Show. Now we hope that you'll take just a few moments to go to our website at momtomomradioshow.com. There you'll find our archives. There you can connect with us. You can listen online to other shows just like this one. You can also follow our RSS feed. You can grab our show notes. And most of all, you can sign up for our updates so you can stay connected and not miss even one show. Again, that's found at momtomomradioshow.com. And of course, we look forward to seeing you again for our next show. Mom to Mom Radio Show is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.